I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook? How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is in the chemistry lab. I'm on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Pauly Sibilia. I'm Stephen Fonte as we welcome you into a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. Back from the long weekend. Got a couple guests lined up for you. We will hear from SU Assistant Coach Alan Griffin at 1245. He'll join us for about 15 minutes. And then uh, our good friend John Schmelk, reporter, host for the New York Giants. They're still alive. Who would have thought that we'd still be uh, talking New York Giants football on January 17th, but we are. He will join us uh, later in the show today. He's normally a 12-15 guest. We'll bring him on at 1.30 so that we can give you plenty of time to talk Q's basketball in the first hour at 315-437-7644. How are you today, Paulie? Back from the uh, holiday break? Doing great. Got preempted by Crunch Hockey yesterday. We did. Filled in for Brian Higgins on the post-game show. How'd that go for you? Everybody seems very rational after the loss. <laughs> Always. Always. I, they couldn't rebound. Like everybody wants to pin it on Judah Mintz. They got they got stops in the second half and just could not get the rebounds. It it's been an issue for this team. Jesse can't be the only one rebounding. They blew it on the defensive rebound side of the ball at the end of the game. Yeah, it's unfortunate because they should have won the game. Yes. I mean, they, they played better than Miami for 35 minutes. I mean, a majority of that game, I, they, they played well. And and I said this like while I was watching the game, that this team has improved. Like, Syracuse is is better now. That's what I said. The, I go, I, that was how I started the show with Eric. The Syracuse fan doesn't want to hear that right now because they're not beating the good teams. This team is so much better than the team that got thumped by Illinois. Yeah. And, and the team that lost to Bryant, the team that lost to Colgate, St. and I know John's. those losses count. It's unfortunate because it, it it's looking more and more, and, they, and there's a lot of basketball left, but it's looking more and more as though the way that they started the season could be their, you know. Demise. Could be their demise, yes. Thank you. Um, but they also would still not have, would they have a, they would, would they have a well, quad one win if they Well, if Illinois, Illinois would have been, but I mean. I'm, Are I mean, they still? Uh, I think so. I mean, top 75, I, w- I would think they're in the top 75. I-, I can look at that right now as we're talking. But, but they, I mean, they still, they're, they would still be very much on the bubble even if they, oh, it, yes, <laughs> they won. Yes, but I mean, th- those losses are, are problems. Yeah, Illinois 23rd. Yeah, that, that would have been a, a, a well, They were 0-4 there to start. No, I know. They started slow in the Big Ten, but they're they're a pretty good team. Um, and yeah, they're they're twenty third. They're twelve and five right now. They they got off to a slow start in the Big Ten. You're right. Um, but I I think more so than the Illinois game, the the Colgate and the Bryant, the, those games are 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 problems for Syracuse, yeah. and they got to make up for them. And this was a, a wasted opportunity. I mean, they they had a quad one game, quad one win. 
you know, ready to take it, and they were the better team for 35 minutes or so. And with the, you, you mentioned the rebounding. That was an issue down the stretch of the game. Some poor decisions by Judah. That was a, an issue at the end of the game. And for whatever reason, they just cannot close out this Miami team. Third straight game now they've played against these guys that they've had a double-digit lead, and they just couldn't close it out. And it's unfortunate because that would have been a signature win. That I mean, you're talking about being six and two in the conference, second place. You'd have got a, you'd have a bona fide quad one win on your schedule. You know, you're playing good basketball. That would have been what nine of eleven or whatever. Um, and it they just let it slip away. And it's uh, it, it's unfortunate because they are like they they're passing the eye test right now. Like they they're they're playing pretty good basketball. But they they needed that one last night and and just couldn't quite close it out. They struggled on the rebounding. They, they in the first half, and tell me if you noticed this too, Steve. They take three point shots too quickly sometimes. I I counted eight of them last night. Where about Syracuse? Yeah, where you just they don't realize. I and I know it's a young team, but you just. A couple more passes and you're going to get a better look. Jesse scored a lot rolling to the basket last night. Struggled. He left a lot of points out there, too, because he can't score when he's got his back to the basket and somebody's got an arm on his back. Yeah, when he gets bumped, he, he has a tr- he's a tough time he fishing. He left a and lot they, of points. And they were letting him play last night, especially in that first half. There was a lot of bumping and grinding, and um, he, was, he was not finishing. I don't but see he still- anything wrong with that. I, I knew as soon as I said it, I knew I, <laughs> I set you up for that. I don't see nothing wrong. Thank you for uh, for not disappointing. Uh, Jesse was really good. Joe was really good. I thought Benny did some good things last night. Um, Twelve points, five boards for Benny, and and you know Jim Babb said afterwards he had settled down and he's you know he played more like the player they they expected last night. Um, you don't want to rely on that though, right? You don't want Benny. <laughs> You don't want to rely on Benny knocking down jumpers. No, but I mean, I think you know we're we're so used to those three guys being there every game, right? Judah, Joe, and Jesse. And one when one of them is not, and they've all taken turns having a bad game, you need somebody else to step up if you're going to beat a good team on the road. And last night, you know, Benny Williams was that extra bit of offense um, with you know his twelve points. Judah didn't play well. Everybody's got you know everybody's got a game like that, and it, I, I guess to me. What, what are you going to say? You have, a, you have a look on your face. No, it's just, I don't know if it's Syracuse like message boards and comments that are so toxic. I don't know if it's just that fan base. But the amount of people that turned on an 18-year-old kid last night, it's just amazing to me. Like He's going to struggle every once in a while, man. He's been yeah. so good. and He had a bad game against... A ranked team on the road. I think the uh, I think the notion, and I've heard this from a few people now, the notion that that they should have taken him out at the end of the game and put Samir in. I, I just I, I think it's silly. I, I think that's a silly it's take. A, it's a stupid take. It, he's your starting point guard. He's been really good all year. He didn't play well, but you expect that your best players are going to make plays down the stretch of a game, and. You, in my opinion, even though you know hindsight's twenty twenty, you look at it. It obviously didn't play out last night the way that you wanted it to. He's your starting point guard, though. You want the ball in his hands. You said it before we hit the air. He is your best player. You want the ball in the in the hands of your he best. He wasn't player. the first option in that play, right? And I don't know if he just got greedy and took it like a freshman might, because he couldn't get the ball to Joe. But do you want him taking the last shot in that situation or Samir Torrance? Right. 
And that's not a shot at Siberia. I want you to mince pig of that shot. Right. Didn't go the way they wanted it to. And they were trying to get Joe. I mean, again, you watch the playback. Joe came off of two screens. He came off of Benny. He came off of Jesse. Neither one of them really got the defender. And so the defender was right on his hip. He wasn't open. And Judah started to go with, what, about 15 seconds left. And and Jim Bam said afterwards he went a little prematurely. And I would agree with that. You know, all right, Joe wasn't open initially. You know, what are you going to do next? Judah said, I'm, I'm going to take this to the basket myself. I'm going to put my head down and try to make a play. It didn't work. He, you know, the, the defense collapsed. He had two guys on him. His shot got blocked. And and, and we saw how it ended. Um, but, to, in, in, you know, you can be disappointed with the loss. But to suggest that it should have been Samir in the game on the last play, I just, I don't understand that. You, you go with you go with your, your best players. And, uh, and I think Samir's got a role on this team. But Judah is... Yeah, you're starting point guard, and you give him the ball, and you trust him, and you you expect him to make a play. And he and more often than not, he's made those plays this year. Right. He didn't last. He night. won the Notre Dame game on the last play. It's you know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's not fun. This team's losing games. Last night was the first time you could say they should have won it, but lost it. Right. Uh, St. John's is in that category also. Bryant was just a weird, weird game. But they got blown out by Colgate and Illinois, and Virginia was pretty much a blowout. Pitt was a blowout, and somehow they weaseled their way back into it. Last night was the one that felt like they they blew it. But it's not on one kid. There's so much that went wrong. The rebound, if they rebound missed shots by Miami last night, Judah's not in that situation. Syracuse had 20 defensive rebounds. Miami had 16 offensive rebounds. It was essentially a 50-50 proposition. They were up they were up 5 in the rebounding in the in the second half and that's not how it ended. I don't have the stats in front of me. Yeah, they were minus 4, I want to say. Yeah, yeah that, minus 4. Yeah, it went bad. Yeah, they didn't rebound on the they, they you know, they didn't finish the game, they didn't finish possessions with a rebound and and Judah made some mistakes. Steve, I've said this I said this to Eric. And normally Guys who don't, well, you're a former athlete, so I don't know how, but like for the average fan, normally they'll call in and say, this is what I think happened in that game and blah, blah, blah. And you don't know if they're right or wrong, but if you're just an average fan watching this team, the forwards aren't rebounding and it's evident, like a dope could see it. Like they are, there are rebounds that are missed that are just egregious. Like they got to get rebounds, and it's it's noticeable to even me. Yeah, yeah, it cost them the game last night, and you know you hope that it doesn't end up costing them a trip to the NCAA tournament. I mean, this would have been a, a big step in the right direction. They didn't get it. You know, they've got a handful of other quad one opportunities on the schedule. They they've got to take advantage of of multiple opportunities now and the, you know every time they lose a game like this the the margin for error shrinks um it's unfortunate because like i said they 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 played better than miami last night they were the better team for most of the game and then miami did what they do and they got physical on the glass they got a bunch of second chance points and and they were able to shut down judah at the end of that game a love child named tom says it's not silly to say torrent should be in at the end of the game versus mints torrents was handling the pressure Guys, I don't even want to have this argument. Mintz is a better player. 
come on, man. Guys, be smart. The 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 amount of second guessing in this town, like Pat was very good last night, but said the team was tired and Beheim used his rotation wrong. If he plays six guys, they're tired. If he plays nine guys, they're tired. It's just why do we need to do this? <laughs> Judah Mintz is a far superior player to Simeer Torrance. And if you want to be the guy who says, hey, last second shot, I'm giving the ball to Simeer, go ahead, because I'll take Judah Mintz every other time. That's just nonsense. There's just too much nonsense right now. It is. It's 100% correct. Everybody's got bad games. If Joe, it, look, the, the, the thing is, if Joe doesn't get open, you're trusting Samir to take that shot or Judamins to get to the basket? Right. And if Samir had turned it over, everybody would have been like, why in the world wasn't yes. Judah in the game? Yes. So it just, yeah. It's dumb. Dumb. Yeah. Well, phone lines are open if you'd like to check in 315 437 7644. Jesse was really good last night. You, you're right. He did leave some uh, some plays on the table. He finished with 25. Their offense somehow got him rolling to the – and I we can ask Coach, it may have been the way Miami was defending, but he got a lot of rolls to he the did. basket. And they found him. Uh, Joe was very good, 21 points. Didn't shoot it well from the outside. Found other ways to score. His his mid-range game was uh, was on point last night. He was he was taking advantage of uh, – you know, smaller defenders. Not that not that Joe's a big guy, but he was backing his way down. He was crafty. He was uh, he was finding ways to score, even though he wasn't hitting the three. All right, uh, let's we'll do Coach Beheim sound next segment. I just want to get one on the last play because I don't know what play they ran, but at some point, Judah was an option. Yeah. Did he did he do us do all his checkdowns like a quarterback? You know, I don't know, but at one point he is the option. Yeah. Well, so again, if you if you watch the play, it's it's Joe coming off a double screen, coming off a of Benny, then coming off a of Jesse, and his I mean his defender was right on his hip, and Jim Baham said afterwards, "We'll hear it now." He, they wanted to get Joe something at the top of the key, wasn't there? And then I think Judah was like, "All right, I'm going." I think Judah felt like he was the second option yeah. on that play. I'm, yeah, and I'm I don't going. know if he was right, but. He was definitely he the, the first option wasn't there. No, we had a set. They kind of took Joe away a little bit. We we're trying to get Joe a shot up at the top, but I think Judah was premature a little bit trying to go, trying to make a play, which he's done. He's made those plays all year for us, and uh, he didn't tonight. He didn't, and uh, and he's a freshman, and everybody's gonna have a bad game, and unfortunately, he had one last night in a big spot. And one player does not cost you a game. You could look at everybody and have a reason why they lost the game. I thought Joe Girard took five bad shots last night, bad shot selection, most in the first half. But he's he's evolving. He's getting in the lane now yeah. and getting his. It's fun to watch. And I think this team has come. They may need a lot of wins come tournament time, ACC, but they're going to be fun, and I wouldn't want to face them. Yeah, uh, the team is growing up. Uh, they're playing better. It's just it, you know, we we know that there's no moral victories at this level, and especially given the way they started the season, they, these have to be wins. They can't be close losses. They have to be wins, and they certainly let one slip away last night. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four is the number. If you'd like to get involved with the program, we're going to take our first time out. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. 
Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Our artist of the day, Garth Brooks. You ever heard of him? I have. Steve, little nugget. Did you know he only had one top 10 hit in the Billboard Hot 100? Is that right? And it was his Chris Gaines, his alter rock ego. Listen to this, though. 36 top 10 country hits and 19 number ones. Yeah. He He is a superstar in the country circle. He doesn't really sound like this, though. Nobody is this country. You've heard him talk, right? This is like, it's so... It's so stereotypical. He's got that twang to his voice. Yeah, he's over. I appreciate you doing Garth today. Thank you. No problem. That's two pina coladas, number one in the country airplay charts. All right, let's uh, let's get a phone call in here. 315-437-7644. We've got Steve in North Syracuse kicking us off. Hey, Steve. Uh, I'm calling to say what I think happened in this game, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, firstly, I totally agree with Paulie that the primary thing in the game was rebounding. Uh, the biggest stat was uh, offensive rebounds in the first half, nine for Syracuse, two for Miami. Second half, six for Syracuse, 14 for Miami. That's how, that's how they, they came back. As far as uh, Judah uh, and all the freshmen that, that were playing, uh, uh, Dick Vitale used to call them Dow, Dow Jonesers. You know, they're, they're, they're up and down. I, I, I call it a sort of reverse whack-a-mole where you never know when somebody's going to come up and have a big game or disappear back down the hole. And Judah's had two really bad games, Illinois and, and this one, and uh, hopefully he, uh, he'll get it out of his system and learn to play uh, a little better with, with his teammates. Um, now, uh, a constant phrase is that we can't blame the refs for losing the game, and uh, certainly you, you, you can't because you always have the opportunity to make what the referees uh, do irrelevant by doing all kinds of other things better than you did them. But uh, the referees did have an impact on this game. In a close game, everything matters. Uh, the one stat in a box score to look for uh, to to assess whether the refereeing might have been a little off is uh, two-point shot attempts versus uh, free-throw attempts because most uh, free-throws come off of two-point shot attempts. We attempted 46 two-pointers and got to the line 17 times. They attempted 37 two-pointers and got to the line 28 times. And that was a close enough game that that differential mattered. It just seemed like Miami was getting the call on those more than we were. Now, I got a couple questions for you here about technique, and Steve might be able to fill us in on that because he's played the game. One, with Jesse, he's great off the pick and roll. Uh, but he has trouble when he's trying to play his back to the basket game because I think he's he's still learning that. I, I think it actually hurts him in a way for Benny to have uh, a big game because Benny stays in there, and yet uh, Malik is the guy that Jesse uh, is really good at passing the ball back and forth to. 
And uh, when Malik's in there, he's going to get a lot more passes out of double teams because he's right near the basket, and and, uh, Benny isn't necessarily near the basket. And I think that kind of hurt Jesse a bit in this game. But everybody points to strength as his problem in in trying to get to the basket to score. But I'm wondering if his... He's still learning the proper footwork to get around these guys when he's got his back to the basket and he's dribbling the ball. It seems to me that he he can't get around the guy, and, and uh, his footwork might be the problem there. The other thing, uh, Matt Park is is often given to pointing out when a guy puts a jump shot up and there are no rebounders under the basket. Do you want a jump shooter who has a shot he knows he can make and there isn't an obviously better shot worrying about how many rebounders there are under the basket, or do you want him fully focused just on putting the ball in the basket? Um, I mean, that that's a good point. If it's in the flow of the offense, yeah, I, I don't think you necessarily need the guy to be thinking about that. I think if it's on a you know a one-on-three type situation and you pull up from 16 feet thinking, oh, I got this, but there's nobody there to rebound, I think that's a situation where, you know, maybe that's not the best shot. Let's get a set and, uh, you know, wait for some of your teammates to get down there. Um, now, in terms of the, the, the Jesse, I, I, I would agree with you that I, I think he is a, still a work in progress when it comes to back to the basket. Um, I do think strength is is also part of it because you see him, especially in the first half, Paulie. If if he gets bumped, and that was the point I was trying to make in that first segment, is that he's he's just not great finishing through contact. And yeah, they call it sometimes, and he goes to the line. He's gotten better from a free throw shooting perspective. But last night they were letting him play, especially in that first half, and he was getting bumped, and he wasn't finishing. And that is something that he very much needs to work on, especially if he wants to play at the next level. Like you just, you know, you finish through contact, and and he's he's had trouble doing that. If he could knock down a ten footer too, it would be that would yes, that would make nice it much also. more difficult to guard. Yeah. yeah, and the good thing is, is he's got one more year if he wants it. Yeah, right. I mean, they they brought that up during the broadcast last night about if they can keep this group together, they're going to be good. They could be really good, um, but. You know, the, this day and age with transfer portal and guys leaving for the NBA. They can be really good by the time the season ends. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, they it might not mean they're at the tournament, but they could be right. really good. Well, they were speculating last night on the broadcast about whether or not Judah might go pro and, you know, some guys might hit the portal. Who knows? You know, Joe and Jesse are both in their fourth year. They could have the extra COVID year if they wanted it. Who knows if those two are coming back or if one of them's coming back. But I, I, I do like the strides this team has made. Right. But again, you just, you hope it's, it's not too late. You hope you it's know, not too late. You know, Steve, I'm getting a little grief in the in the chat for saying that uh I didn't say people couldn't criticize Judamints. Didn't say that at all. I just find it weird that you're criticizing an eighteen year old. You're more than welcome to. You can call in three one five four three seven seven six four four. Not something I would do. He's playing a a ranked team on the road. He struggled twice on the road against ranked teams. Terrible against Illinois, and was terrible last night. In the the six ACC gonna, games prior to this, so when they returned to ACC action, he was great at Virginia. Um, he's averaging seventeen points, and his assist to turnover is just about two to one. Thirty assists, seventeen turnovers, and last night he didn't play well. He did not play well, obviously. Yeah, you know we saw Joe go through that three game stretch where where he didn't play well. 
Judah did not play well last night, and yeah, he didn't play well at Illinois. He struggled with turnovers early in the year. Remember, he played well against St. John's in terms of scoring at six turnovers in that game. He struggled with turnovers. It kind of reared its ugly head again last night. I'm also, I'm not saying you only have to heap praise on him. If you want to critique his game, that's fine. To call him selfish, it, you know, he shouldn't be on the floor. Dumb. Well, it's dumb. Yeah, and he didn't play well last night. And I think he you could, you could kind of leave it at that. And you could talk about the individual plays and the decision making. To say that Saimir should have been in the game on that last possession. I we we could debate that all day if you'd like. Um 7644. He's, he's a scorer. He made some bad decisions last night yeah. in in key spots. It was I I get why people are frustrated. Um But it went from it goes from 0 to 60 like if you just Take a breath. He's 18. He's going to get better. Hopefully he'll be here next year. It'll be better. Just take a breath. You don't have to heap praise out of him, but my God, you want him on the court when you need a bucket. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, let's hit another timeout here. We've got Alan Griffin coming your way at 1245. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. People say she's only in my head. More than a memory from Garth Brooks. This was at number one. I don't know if these are good or not. I thought you were going to get my uh, my opinion on these before we played them. No? I did this at halftime last night. <laughs> All right, let's because uh, he's got better songs than this. But let's. Well, this uh, was number one, Steve. Oh, he's here. got a lot of number ones when it comes to country. All right, let's uh, let's get another That's phone like call. Being in. number one in a trash can. It's not nice. That's just how I feel about country music. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Kyle and Carthage up next on the show. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Steve. Hey, Polly. Um, tough game last night to swallow. You know they played so well all the way up to the end. Obviously, Jesse played well and Joe. And um, I thought Benny hit some pretty big shots as well. It was kind of nice to see him hit some timely shots and, uh, you know, grab a couple of rebo- uh, rebounds as well. But uh, I had a question for you, uh, just what's around Judah. And I uh, just wanted to kind of get your guys' opinion. Uh, it seems like Judah sometimes is kind of trying to dribble into the lane pretty frequently, sometimes going a little too quick, sometimes maybe even out of control. Uh, just want to kind of get your thoughts on that and kind of see maybe how you can improve from that uh, from that aspect. Yeah, and it's a good question, Kyle. And I, I think you're you're absolutely right. I mean, yes, he does. He uh, Joe takes some bad shots, and you know, one of Judah's one of the things Judah needs to work on is that. And we talked about early in the year that he's got to find that balance of when to go, when to set up teammates, when to take it himself, when to dish off. And for the most part, he had been doing a good job with that of late. I think what happened last night. We talked a little bit about this during the break. Uh, and if you happen to be on QSportsTalk.com with us, you would have heard the conversation. Uh, I think he was pressing last night. I think he made some mistakes, and I think, you know, he thinks to myself, I'm going to get it back. I, You know, I need to help my team out. I'm going to get it back. I'm gonna, I'm going to score here. I need to make up for that. We see quarterbacks do it, right? You see young quarterbacks do it a lot of times where they throw a pick. What do they try to do? I, gotta, I need the home run ball. I got to get it all back at once. And by doing that last night, I don't think there's any question he was pressing – and by doing that, he compounded it by making more mistakes. And that's going to come with experience. That's going to come with the more he plays. He's going to figure it out. And for the most part, again, of late, he had been doing a nice job. But last night, Paulie, I think was a case where he made some mistakes. He started pressing. 
and he wanted to get it all back at once, and he made it worse. Yes. And you know what? It's funny, Stephen. Now it kind of all makes sense to me. You said that Jerry McNamara said that the Virginia Tech game, I believe it was, was Judah's best game. And it wasn't because he scored 20-some-odd points. wasn't because he had 10-plus assists. He said he was in control, right? Yep. 12 points, 3 assists in that game. He said it was his best one of the season. Yeah, he was. In, like it, He was calm and ran the offense, and it, and it went smoothly. And that's what they need out of this kid. Yeah, and he got a little sped up last night, and that that can happen. It can happen to anybody, but especially it happens to young point guards, right? You get sped up, and credit to Miami because they, they had a hand in that, and they used his game against him because he loves to always be in attack mode. What was, what, what was the thing we said about him early in the season? He always went 100 miles an hour, and he had gotten better at knowing when to go 100 miles an hour, when to go 50 miles an hour, you know, when dial it back. He was walking that that fine line, and he was finding that balance between when to take it himself and when to set up other guys, how to set up other guys, who to give the ball to, when. And last night, he kind of reverted back to the sped-up judiments of always going 100 miles an hour. And none of us know how we're going to react. Like, that's as, you're, as a college kid, you're, you dream of playing in those Monday night games against a ranked team, 7 o'clock, you know. I, I, I'll allow it this year. You know, let's get through this year. Let's hopefully he gets better. We don't have another game like that. But I'm not ready to start calling him selfish and all the other things. He had a bad game. Joe had three in a row. Jesse's had bad games. Chris Bell's had bad games. Benny's had a lot of them. You know, it's it happens. It He's happens. actually been one of one of their more consistent players. Correct. Um and he just last night he just didn't play well. His decision making was poor. And Steve, I, yeah. I don't normally do this. But I wanted to say something. Just if you're out on the roads right now, be a little careful. Our computer just flashed. There's a winter weather advisory in effect until two o'clock this afternoon. It is slippery out there, a lot of freezing rain. So be careful on the roads. Be careful walking out to your car yes, as well. You um, fall. Walking to my car at the Channel 9 parking lot and then walking from my car to uh, to the studio here today when I parked, uh, It was it's a little dicey out there. You could break a hip at your age. Yes. At your age too, Paulie. Thank you, at our Thank you age. for pointing that out. It's all downhill from there. You break a hip, it's over for you. You don't want that. Do you want to play uh, a, a Bayheim comment or two here before we, we talk with Alan Griffin? Yes, yes. I do care about you guys. I don't want you guys to get hurt. Who will have bad takes? I need your bad takes. Who will call in and say dumb things? Like Samir should have been in at the end of the game. I don't want anything to happen to our listeners because I need bad takes. Thank you. What do you want? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's play something from Bayham. I mean, we already talked about the final play. We heard from him on that. How about we uh, we hear from Bayham on the play of Jesse Edwards? Yeah, he's been good. He's been getting. He struggled a little bit the last few games uh, offensively, but he's rebounded. His defense has been good all year. Uh, he didn't. His defense wasn't there tonight. He's usually blocked some of those plays in around the basket, but offensively, he's was really good. They looked for him. They got him the ball in the right places. And, he sure uh, did. And he finished, but he's played well all year. I mean, he finished with a career-high 25. He could have had 33 if uh, if he had finished more around the basket in the beginning of the game. But he, he was very good. I thought Joe had a good game. 
Uh, Benny did some really good things, which was nice to see. Um, Not enough rebounding, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's that came back to bite him, and that really was the, the story of the game. Tonight we really played well for most of the game. The uh, second half, uh, we tried to go bigger. We just they got, uh, I think, 16 points off or more off offensive boards, probably more than that. And uh, that was the difference. We just couldn't get a rebound. We tried to go with Benny and Malik together. Malik did just, he's been good. He just didn't really have it tonight. 16. Offensive rebounds for Syracuse. Uh, both teams had the same amount of offensive rebounds, but it was the it was the second chance points, especially down the stretch of that game that that did them in. the The overall numbers aren't bad, but as you pointed out, Paulie, Syracuse was winning the rebounding battle by a half dozen or so um, up until the final few minutes of the game, and then uh, Miami just that second half of the second half, Miami crashed the offensive glass. Syracuse couldn't finish defensive possessions. Miami got a bunch of second chance opportunities and second chance points, and and that uh, that really was the difference in the game. Yeah, they shot forty two percent in the second half, um, but they also, which is kind of bad because they took, you know, thirty three shots, which they probably should have only had about twenty six. <laughs> yeah, you, right. You know, but. Man, it it was frustrating. Like that was what I walked away with after that game. It wasn't Judah. It wasn't one particular player. It was just rebounding in the second half. I found this this quote. This uh, I haven't heard this yet, but Coach Beheim thought they they played Nigel Pack well in, until later in the game. At the end of the day, we wanted to play Pack out there, and we did it pretty well until Joe Judah was up on him. He backed off him and. That was a big shot. He's talking about that shot from the logo. I yeah. think that that position in particular is that they knew he had that range, and on that particular play, they kind of backed off. He pulled the trigger. He buried it. And, uh, I mean, that was a obviously a huge shot at the time. Now, um, Syracuse was still winning at that point. That was the the three that got him back to 70-69. to 69. Next possession, Judah turned it over. Miami went down, scored on a fast break, took the lead. And then uh, you know that was with just under four minutes to go, and, and obviously Miami went on to uh, to get the win. We're going to take a timeout here. I got one more thing. Yeah. You know how else hit a right after that? How about you know we talk about young players? Justin Taylor knocked on a huge. That was right three, after that. You're right. Huge three yeah. right after that. Yeah. I didn't even think of that until you had said that. Yep. The past two games, he's hit some big threes. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him, and and again, Only guys three. on this team are are buying into their roles. Yeah. Like, see, this team is getting better. Um, didn't get the result they wanted to last night, but this team is getting better. We'll hear from Alan Griffin on the other side. Back after this on ESPN Radio.